0: All right, so let's, let's get into what we're going to talk about today, and, and, and so we try to honor what we say we were supposed to start out with commitment today. We're still going to get in the commitment. Um, we're going to hit, we're going to hit, we're going to, we're going to, there's a step before commitment that we didn't want to skip, and that's committing to love, committing to love. Because we talked about what a relationship with God last week is a key to any relationship. Why? Because God is love, right? And so the more I get in the community, the more I go deeper in God, the more I'm submerged with his love. And we talked about that agape love, right? That unconditional love. If I'm just playing off of me, my love is limited at my best. Because people going to hit on you. You ever say you love somebody and and at a certain point they start getting on your nerves, the things that they do? Well, agape is not responding to them, Right? I don't even know if brotherly love responded at that point. You know, it's just irritating you, getting on your nerves. And so, so, so that's not like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I'm a Christian, why did I respond that way? That's, man, I'm gonna have to get deeper in God because I responded and I need, I need God, I need the Holy Spirit responding. So to start out, we're gonna talk about commit, committing to love because what you're gonna be challenged to do, reminded to do, watered to do today it's still a stretch, even if you got it mastered, okay? And so it's going to start with love. So 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 13, uh, we're going to just navigate through that. Uh, we're going to navigate through a few scriptures on love before we get into this. It says, uh, charity or love, King James, suffers long and is kind. Charity envy if not. Charity vaunteth not itself is not puffed up, not prideful or, you know, or hardy. Does not believe, does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, right? Rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. The key thing we're going to talk about today is truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity. Love never fails, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. So, to, so some of the gifts can, can be temporary. Whether there be tongues, some of the, even the uh, operating in the gift of tongues, they shall cease. It's not going to be forever. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Whatever you know is temporary too. But one thing never fails, and that's love, okay? And that's 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 13 I'm going to read this one, then we'll get into this part. And then you. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. So First John 4, 7 through 12. First John 4, 7 through 12. Give you a minute to get there. All right, so it says, beloved, let us love one another, okay? <laughs> we just start right there. Let us love one another. The statement right there is just saying it's an even exchange, right? All right. it says, for love is of God, all right? For everyone that loveth is born of God, birth of God. We know that person's from God and knoweth God. If you're operating in love, You and when that word know means to be intimate with, right? So everyone that loveth, Somebody saying, you're a child of God, ain't you? And you have a, just recognize you have an intimate relation with God. But if it's about yourself, if you're irritable, if you're frustrated with people, you're not patient with people, um, people aren't going to say you're from God. They're going to say you're from you. And then they're not going to think you're in an intimate relationship with God. You may acknowledge God. You may talk about God. You may come to church to hear scriptures on God. But that doesn't mean you're in communion with God your operating in love is the measure. You don't even have to tell nobody you love God when you're in communion. They're telling you, oh, I can tell you love God. You just came right out of the presence of God, didn't you? Did you? It's all over you, right? Does that make sense? Because it's a different spirit than how you handled it. And this, was man, and this was manifested the love of God towards us because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected, completed in us. You ever thought about that before I share this? All right, so, so so this committing to love and this love that you saw in those two scriptures um, is going to help us to pass the test to do what's best. Pass the test to do what's best. So,
1: all right. So, First uh, John four eighteen says, "There is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear, because fear hath torment." penalty or,
0: or thought, punishment. you have both of them all?
1: okay yeah uh, he that feareth is not made perfect in love and so fear has a tendency to uh to keep us from really loving and doing what is best mm-hmm. um, so you'll hear some of the things that we're going to talk about so truth is hard to give and receive but fear will cause you not to give it. Fear will also cause you not to receive it. So I wanted to make mention of that. I think uh, it's, it's some, something that we need and, to be mindful
0: so, of. So, so as we're talking about doing what's best, you know, um, and we're talking about operating in this love, what we're gonna find out, and, and, and when you, when you, if you locate yourself here, it's now I need, to, I need to move from here. Once I discover where I'm at, I'm not supposed to stay there and be sad beat myself up and be condemned. Oh my God, I shouldn't be here. I'm supposed to go, oh, didn't know I was here. Just like if you find out you're on the wrong street, do you just stay on the street for the rest of your life? Man, I done drove to the wrong street. Came and I should be on the other street. What you do is you find out how to get to the street you're supposed to be on, right? And so, so some of us have never really loved. We're gonna find out some of us has never really loved We haven't laid down our life for for anyone ever, Mm -hmm. right? That's what we're going to discover. Some of us have never really loved. We haven't laid down our life for anyone. Let let me read John 15, 13. It says, greater love has no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends. Now, packaged in that word life is what's important to you, what's comfortable for you, Right? you like, your like even. So I always use the phrase, uh, when I taught this with youth, I used to say, lay down your like for a friend. So I'm gonna do what's best for you at the expense of you liking me. Some of us, we only do things so we would be liked, so we would be esteemed, right? So we would look good, right? But, but rarely do we do things that we, we might not look good, we might not be liked, We might be uncomfortable, but it's benefiting the other person, right? They're getting what they need at the expense of sometimes they might like, who you think you're talking to? Or they may take a few days and go, I'm not, I wasn't feeling that, never was feeling that. And I can't believe they said this to me. They may have to sit with God. God goes, you may not believe they said this, but that you needed to hear. One guy walked out of my house in Ohio. He walked out of my house. He's like, I don't know who he think he was talking to. He get in the car and the Holy Spirit said he was talking to you. Came to church and said, You know what? When I walked out of that house, I was mad. But I talked to the Holy Spirit and he said, Everything he told you is what you need to hear. And he apologized, and gave me $20. I don't know the $20 I had attached to it, but I took it because <laughs> I needed the $20. You know what I'm saying? Just, <laughs> just to let y'all know, you know, i not a receipt. Right. Do you have like, a thought there? I do
1: because, um, so that's a good example of how the Holy Spirit will back you up. The ho- so you're not by yourself.
0: Mm.
1: It's very difficult, as I said, to tell a truth, let alone receive a truth. But the Holy Spirit always backs us up. But the, 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 the key thing is, are you willing to do it in the name of love, share something that's very difficult? Mm. That's Sometimes it's so difficult to share what, what, what God has placed on your heart to share. You, you don't even know how to say it. So what I usually do, this is just to give you an insight on what I do. When I don't know what to do, I'll say, uh, Well, honey, I'm just using him. <laughs> I'll say,
0: you When know, you hear honey, grit your teeth. <laughs> no, grit your teeth instead you just receive it.
1: But I, you know, I, would, say, I would say, Honey, uh, listen, I've got some things I'd like to share with you, and I'm going to be honest with you, it's very difficult for me to share it. So I, I just need you to know that I'm really working hard to actually share what I'm sharing because it is a very sensitive thing, and it's very difficult for me to say it. So I preferenced, you see what I'm saying, don't just go all, hey, look, this is the problem, your problem, you know, this is what you did, I don't like it, Uh uh-uh, listen, because you know what's sensitive, you know what's sensitive, you know when you got to tell somebody a truth about what, maybe their dress or what they're wearing or, you know, you got, it's something that, you know, people can say, what you, what you trying to say? Up off me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, people are sensitive to certain things.
0: About their messy buns About and their stuff like that. messy
1: buns. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> people are just sensitive. We really, y'all, we live in a world where people have become more sensitive. And so people don't, you know, uh, mind your own business. You know, everybody's like, why are you in my business? You know, uh, you know, so people are just, and what they're doing is they're trying to back you off. They don't want to hear, okay, there's a truth that's coming to me that is causing me to change. That's good. And so what they do is they, matter of fact, they'll look at you like, I dare you say something. <laughs> you know, really don't, don't, don't speak to me. But is love, if, if you're, if you're moved and um, guided by love, is it powerful enough for you to go ahead and, you know, uh, not, be, not lean to your own understanding? because that's what we do. We lean to our own understanding. Is, is that person worth getting, to, you know, the truth in love?
0: That's good. Go ahead. And so, so, so what's interesting. Some of us have rarely laid down our life, but we expect others to lay down their life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, sometimes you'll say, well, I just need people to be more tactful when they talk to me, but you're not tactful when you talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need people to, you know, uh, to, 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 to make a sacrifice. You know, it's all, it's all about inconvenience the other pe- person. You know, but you're not laying down your life. Like, like some of us are, you know, some guys are waiting for wives. Are you laying down your life now for the wife you're looking for? But I guarantee you're expecting her to be ready for you. <laughs> that that, that, that ticket you a little bit, Z. Right. All right, so 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 this is the thing. What Pastor Mel was talking about, the Ephesians four fifteen says to speak the truth in love. So now you know how we reference the Bible. What the Bible says? Well, guess what the Bible says: speak the truth in love. All right. So so along with all the scriptures you use maybe to justify your behavior, I'm saying it's respectful. Add that one. All right? It says speak the truth in love. Then it says this in Galatians four sixteen: Am I your enemy because I tell you the truth? am I your enemy just because I told you the truth? So now our relationship changed because I told you the truth. And so, 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 so I want to ask, we ask ourselves this question. Are we offended when hearing the truth? Like, are, are we open to the truth? Have you ever talked to somebody and said, my type of person just tell me like it is. You've heard that, right? Have you ever told that person like it is? They'd be like, did you just set me up? You just said you the type of person to tell like it is. I'm telling you like it is. But you, you snapping, going off, you, you're depressed, you're doing all types of stuff. You ain't coming to church. Because so are you saying, I don't like where I'm, I'm at, so I need some truth to free me. But when you give me the truth to free me, I'm going to go into depression and magnify all the mistakes I've made, or I'm going to say you're insensitive even though this truth is going to free me. So it's like a lose-lose. Don't tell me and leave me here, or tell me I'm going to now build a wall to stay here because I don't like what you said. Like, that that makes no sense. I mean, does that make sense? And even if you've done that, that's not no, first of all, we didn't say no names, that's not putting you down. That's like, get out of there fast. Like, get out of there. Challenge yourself to, 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 maybe as a diet, you know how everybody working on different diets. As a diet, you know, every week, I'm gonna have a day of truth. So, you know, as you're helping people with their, you know, lifestyle changes, let's add to your diet after you eat the celery and have your juice, take some truth. Like once a week, I'm just gonna break the truth. I'm gonna grip my teeth and say, you know, I'm not, I'm not really trying to hear this, Suppose someone tells you um, uh, you're delusional. Take delusional just once a week. How about? Because you might, like, wake up. (laughs) You know, just because you embraced it. You know what I'm saying? You might wake up. Or or you lazy, right? Or you eat too much or you talk too much, right? Try it. Try it this week. You know, one day of truth. It's Truth Day, okay? Everybody take on a Truth Day, and just see what happens. Now, now write in your journal because you know you're gonna go you're gonna go into a stupor after Monday. Monday, the Truth Day, you're gonna go back into blindness and hiding for the rest of the week. So you might have to read the journal to find out what caused the rest of the week. All right. Go ahead. So
1: I want to say this, okay? So you use Natalie uh, as an example, and as a fitness trainer you know, one, she has to operate in a level of truth because I don't know what it is. You can look at yourself in the mirror and think that you're coming down. Like, really, you'd be, oh, okay, you know, I look
0: Com- pretty. I'm coming down a weight.
1: Coming down a weight, uh-huh. you know, uh, inches, whatever. And, um, but, but you need a trainer or somebody that can see what you can't see. That's, see, the truth is usually the stuff that comes from people by observing what you can't see because right now if you look in the mirror all you see is you looking back right but there's a side of you two sides of you actually and then there's a behind you
0: and it's different types of mirrors
1: and there's different types of mirrors and there's (laughs) and and depending on your vision because that can be skewed
0: (laughs) things are smaller than they appear
1: (laughs) And so, so the reason why we need this truth, because the truth is trying to get us to see what we're not seeing. Oh, That's the thing. It's, it's seeing what we're not seeing. And so, you know, like... like you I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, so, so it's important for us to just recognize God is trying to get us truth in the areas we can't, we're not aware. We can't see. We don't even know. You know, it's a horrible thing to have you know, stuff in your nose or whatever, and you're walking around and nobody says anything. Now that's embarrassing to have to tell the person, but wouldn't you want someone to tell you, but what do we do? We go around and the person's walking around showing all their little stuff to everybody. And, and then they get home and what they be like, man, I can't believe I walked around here all this time and no one said nothing. Well, we're
0: talking about... I don't about, want you to feel bad. I
1: don't want you to feel bad. So I'm
0: not going to tell you you got a, a bug in you now.
1: Now, that may seem menial, <laughs> but look at the other things that you're doing, we're doing, that no one's actually challenging us, and God is trying to grow all of us. That's good. And he uses people to do it.
0: All right, so, so again, let's, 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 the scripture says uh, that we have to watch being offended. And the reason why is because God knows we're going to need truth to change. He knows we need change. He knows we've been clouded and blinded by the adversary in this world. Only thing that's going to get us out is enlightenment and truth. But he knows that our default is going to defend the truth because we think the truth is an indictment on who we totally are. Mm. It's, not who you to- it's not who you totally are. It's just the adjustments you need to make. We talked about in the discipleship class this morning, uh, we've been talking about one body. And the lesson this morning was how the body is a building and how Jesus is the chief cornerstone and we're the lively stones. But each of the lively stones on the outside before they can come in and find their fit, find out what their purpose to do, they're gonna have to be chipped to fit. But the chipping is chipping your character. And truth is chipping your character. But But it's chipping your character so you can fit in place. And once you're in place, now you have the support of the entire building the anointing and the power for you to navigate in your life, okay? You know, so that isolation and avoiding the chip means you'll always be that stone. You ever go to a construction site and there's a stone sitting out there on the side because they can't find a fit? It looks out of place, right? Everything else looks smooth because it's a part of the building, <laughs> right? All right, so so the scripture says in, in Acts 24, 16, I'm reading out of the classic amplified version. It says, therefore, I'm sorry, I should give you time to get there. Acts twenty four sixteen. It says, therefore, I always exercise and discipline myself, mortify my body, deaden my carnal affections, deaden my, ca- my bodily appetites and my worldly desires, endeavoring in all aspects to have a clear, unshaken, blameless, conscience, void of offense towards God and towards men. But he said there's some things you have to do to be void of offense. If I take on all these other things, these appetites, these carnal affections, worldly desires, um, it's going to actually feed my flesh and my flesh is going to respond and my spirit won't be able to. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump to defense or ha- how about this, jump to a conclusion. And normally when we jump to conclusion, we jump to the worst one, right? Right. So, so, so now we're talking about love, but we're saying love does what's best. Love does what's best. If you interview my son, he, we have some foundations, but one of the main foundations of our relationship, I said, son, for the rest of your life, always do what's best. I said, it's not about what I want, not about what your mom wants, not about what you want. It's about what's best. All right, so let's go to, do you have a thought there before I go on to Philippians 1? Let's go to Philippians 1.10. And, and for the sake of time, I read the King James Version and study through the King James Version because I love it But sometimes for clarity and for universal flow, I do the Amplified because it makes a lot of uh, simple sense. All right, so Philippians 1 verse 10 in the Amplified, Philippians 1 verse 10. It says, so that you may be surely, and it says, so that you may surely learn to sense what is vital, basically pick up what is vital and approve and prize what is excellent and of real value. Everything we're doing is not of real value. Recognizing, look, the highest and the best and distinguishing the moral differences, that you may be untainted and pure and unerring and blameless, so that with hearts sincere and certain and unsullied you may approach the day of Christ, this is the key, not stumbling nor causing others to stumble. So when I can differentiate what's best, I don't stumble and cause others to stumble. Sometimes we think we're helping people but we're causing them to stumble, because we're communicating them from our our own worldview or what pleases us, but not what's best for them. Like we haven't even really searched the scriptures. We search the scriptures as far as it confirms what we think. And then we go share that with somebody and your personal preference can destroy their lives. And so a lot of, so some of our lives are, are looking like a stumbling contest. Some of our lives are looking like a stumbling contest because we have—we're—we're uh, we're all tempted to lean to our own understanding, which is not love, and so we're communicating just reflex philosophies, thoughts. Yeah, you know, you know, especially when I was young, the stuff that we used to tell each other—it made absolute no sense. But people was listening to me. I wasn't making no sense. Now that I'm older. But they were like, ooh, ooh, and they was rolling with what I was saying. But I was, I was causing them to stumble. I had people drink, never drunk, never drunk, never got drunk. Well, y'all yeah, know what I meant, doing um, uh, intoxicating beverages, right? And I had people doing other intoxicating things that weren't beverages that never did it before in their life, right? So I was causing them to stumble. And when I told them, I had a philosophy. I had a breakdown. I had a convincing statement. And we're doing that even, even how we're, we're twisting scripture when we talk to people. Because we have the revelation nobody else has. But the revelation that you have that nobody else has, it should stand before men and women of God. If it's private and you can't say it before for other men and women of God that could make them go, man, I never looked at it that way. Or they can give you a counter, and, you, and with their counter, you can go, I hear what your counter is, but this is what the Word says. But if it's private, and you're going to people that don't know the Word, and you're communicating your revelation, that don't know the Word anyway, and you're, that's, you're causing them to stumble because it hasn't been approved of God. God didn't send you. You sent yourself. You see what I'm saying? We're causing people to stumble. You have a thought there man? What we get no, there.
1: That's that's really good. Um, so really, you just gave uh, the antidote to um, if you have something that someone has told you, um, bring it before a man or a woman of God or someone that maybe are uh, seasoned in the Word. Um, because what we do is we sometimes because we want to do whatever it is they told us to do, we find the path of least resistance. We find you know yes men and. Yes, women, um, but you really want to challenge yourself to do that because y- y- if you're if you're if you even get an inkling like, oh, something's uh, not quite right with that, but it's something that you want to do, <laughs> challenge it, put it out there because I promise you if you don't if you don't do that, you'll find yourself in a hard place doing things that are becoming unbecoming of you and and it's just not fair because you didn't, you, you was leaning to your feelings, like this look like this might be, you know, feel good. Um, you was leaning to, you know, I just want to be in the in crowd. You know, everybody want to be light, right? And so, you know, you want, you want maybe the friendship of this person. I don't know. But whatever it is, challenge yourself. See, God is trying to get us all to like really, really uh, live a, a, a powerful life. But it can't be a powerful life with him And a powerful or unpowerful life with the devil. That's a battle right there. I mean, you'll always be feeding that flesh, that old nature. So, you know, try your best. You know, like really in the heart of it all, you know when you hear something or you're challenged to do something, you know it ain't right. But don't keep trying to, you know, justify it by getting, you know, someone to co sign with you or you come up with excuses or reasons why you should go down that road. And and, and some of you, you know, are hearing this, and, and I'm believing in the name of Jesus that you you know where that fits. You know, some of you, it might seem a little odd, and you may not even know what I'm talking about, but I really believe that... People that know if there's some decisions and things that they're doing, can you bring it? Like you said, you know, before someone who's seasoned in the word, can you bring it before them? Would you feel comfortable bringing it for them? And if you if you aren't, then why? Challenge yourself to 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 ask yourself why wouldn't I say this to them? Why wouldn't I want them to know? And then now you can really get to the root of that decision before you actually start to act on it.
0: And we're still locking into relationships. We wanted to give you the, a foundation because some of these things are causing us, our marriages, to, to crumble, our, our boyfriend and girlfriends, our, our, our spouses, people we engage with. Because what we're doing is we're being chipped to fit into God's plan. When you hear you have to be chipped and they show you the chisel, which is the truth, you go to somebody that says, Well, ain't nothing wrong with your chip. You know, Because you're saying, well, that made me uncomfortable that I have to be chipped. So you go to somebody that goes, see, that's the problem with the church. They're always trying to chip people. And so the person's telling you you're okay to keep the chip. So you stay on the outside of and you're not a part of the building. And so you don't grow. You don't flow. The anointing don't hit. They had to finish the temple for the the, the power of God to be present. And so we're we're, we're cheating relationships. Like what? Sometimes we're hanging on things that God wants to chip off, some relationship that God wants to chip off so we can flow, right? So, so um, it's about doing what's best, not comfortable. It's comfortable. It's, it's not about comfortable. It's about doing what's best. 1 Corinthians 6.12, uh, just for the sake of time, I'll just reference it. It says all things are lawful, but not, no, nah, I don't want to reference it. Let's, let's go to it. 1 Corinthians 6.12. So this is the foundation that's going to help us in any relationship we're in. And this is tough because when you're challenged to do what's best, sometimes you don't want to. Like if you have to do finances, sometimes you don't want to do finances. You just like spending. You know, you just like shopping. Uh, uh, Sometimes you don't want to eat right. You know, but doing what's best helps every relationship that you're participating in. So it says this, verse 12, all th-, I'm reading the King James Version, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient or not best. When it says all things are lawful, basically because we were given choice, I said before you, life and death, less encourage we're given choice, we can choose to do anything, but everything we choose to do is not best. Right? It says, and then it Once again, I told you we was talking about the English. There's a colon after that. So the second part of this this scripture is explained in the first part. It's saying all things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. So it's saying the things that I do shouldn't have more control over me than God. It's not best to do anything that has more power than God. Right? I don't care if it's sports. I don't care if it's... Whatever the case may be, if it has more influence in your life than God, that's dangerous. That's not best because it's going to pull you away. Whether you, it, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting high. Is it bringing you closer to God? I really didn't ask for an answer, but you know, there's people in, in there's people in class that's always going. <laughs> somebody earlier. We got somebody just now. So, but it's just not. It's it's not. It's, the reality is not best. Um, it's, uh, did you have a thought there before I share this next thought?
1: Yeah, I was, I was really thinking about, okay, we, how many people see God as father? Raise your hand if you see God as father. How many people see God as God? Okay, half and half. Okay, so the, can you see a difference between Seeing God as Father and seeing God as God, y'all, can y'all get that? Okay. Well, w- the the ideal thing is to see Him as our Father, and here's the thing: how we respond and act to God, our Father, oftentimes is 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 <laughs> so oftentimes um, is a reflection of how our children are to us as their parents. Let, let me say that again. So <laughs> the way we see God as our father and we're obedient to the things that he asks us to do we're not. or not, oftentimes is a reflection of how your children are to you as a, as, as a parent. So when you see your kid buck, you know, buck up and they, you know, they got an attitude, you know, because you told them to do something, we are doing that with God. Like we're doing that. He's our father. And so if he gives us instruction... He doesn't want the pushback or the, what's the thing that people, you got a smart mouth or you know, your attitude, fix your attitude, because you don't want your kid to be like, yeah, right, you know, looking at you like sideways, right? That's what? Disrespectful. And some people will get popped. But, Mm. and, and so I just wanted to put that out there because if you really want to sometimes see how you really are as a child of God, look at your children how they are to you as, you're, as you, you being the parent.
0: Can I add something? Yeah. If you really want to see the f- your future relationship, mm. look, at, look at how you are in every relationship you are in now. Because what happens is that the pers- whatever relationship you engage in is going to be a reflection of how you are right now. Because God wants you to see how you are because you can't continue to be that way. Some of y'all already see it. Like you see, oh my God, this is what people were dealing with with me. If you're honest with yourself, right? And so, so do you have no thought there before I do this? I'm sorry, because I cut your thought
1: off. Oh no, I got my thoughts crossed.
0: All right, so, so again, operating in love and doing what's best, I want us to, we want y'all to consider some things. Love doesn't condone. It addresses and doesn't endorse wrong love doesn't condone it addresses and we are using the word address because that's what pastor mel was saying earlier it's not snapping on people what's wrong with you it's addressing the behavior and it's not endorsing the behavior so if somebody's still getting the benefits of doing things that's detrimental to the relationship and then you get mad later you endorsed it you supported it because you never addressed it you you get mad and you snapping or You want to walk down the aisle, I'm done with this. And they're like, what are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. You never said nothing. You know, as opposed to addressing it along the way. You want to speak the truth because love doesn't cover the lie. Love speaks the truth. It doesn't cover the lie. It doesn't put up with sin, but may put up with the sinner. But there's a shelf life there also. There's a shelf life with even putting up with the sinner. Because there's a certain point, you know, we went through this Bible study fellowship, 1 Corinthians 5, 1 Corinthians 6, was like at a certain point where the person, you know, it's like, you have to turn them over to the devil, turn them over to the devil, so he can uh, just destroy that flesh that's in a way. Because they, they've been allowed to release the flesh and destroy it on their own. So now it's like, okay, I have to let go. Uh, we're not going to read through all of it, but when you have time today, read through Romans 1, 14 through 25, the classic Amplify version. When you have time, just read through the whole thing. Uh, I had it written, but I'm not going to read through the whole thing. But, but, but Paul opens this up with how I, I'm, I'm showing up the minister to Greeks and barbarians. Basically, basically the, the, amp, the classified ampl- Amplify says to the cultured and uncultured. To both the wise and the foolish. But he said it, he said why? He said, because I have an obligation to discharge and a duty to perform and a debt to pay. So he says it's an obligation obligation to what was given to me to give. So it's not out of trying to make you feel bad or to bust you out. It's I'm in debt to to, to God who gave his life for me to make sure I give to others so they can have life. And I'm obligated to give it even if they're kicking and screaming. But, but I'm going to give it in a way, hopefully, where, they, where, where they'll at least consider it. They, you have choice regardless. You know, some people, either they don't come to church, they leave church, and then they start bashing church. Why are you bashing church? You gone. You know what I'm saying? So you're getting to do what you want to do. You know, like, are you spending all day bashing the store that didn't have what you wanted? Like the whole day, like you're calling people up. Yeah, <laughs> going, going to have that, that no frills bread. They tripping, you know. See, see, they kill me with that no frills bread. Don't nobody want that. You, you're doing that every day. Every day you're calling up, trying to find something to bash the store that doesn't have what you want. You know what? You just don't go to the store no more. You don't shop there. You shop at another store. You understand what I'm saying? Understand everybody in their own way is trying to do what it takes to help to, to, so we can have healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what Paul was saying here. I can't, Paul was saying, I can't put up with sin. I'm, I'm putting up with you to give you an opportunity to separate yourself from what's, what's, what's breaking you down, to embrace the chip, So you can fit into God's building. But at a certain point. When you're fighting. You're going to damage me. And everybody I'm associated with. So now at this point. I'm not mad at you still. I'm available whenever you want. To receive this truth. But now i got to let you. Actually feel the pain of your choices. But that's normally converted in. Uh, oh, so they don't care about us. Why they ain't chasing me? Well, no, you, you didn't measure all the chase before. At a certain point, you're going so far out of the presence of God, if I keep chasing you, I got to leave God. I'm, I'm no help to you. If I jump into quicksand with you, guess what? We both going to drown. But sometimes we're not, we're not recognizing we're in quicksand, and, and we're tri- we're, 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 we'll start tripping. And this is the thing. Pastor Mel said it earlier. Don't back down because there's accusations. We're pastors. Do you know a part of being pastoring is accusations? The challenge is not the accusations. The challenge is the people that believe them. But even then, it's a part of the package. God is going to vindicate you. So don't think we don't care. Don't think we're, sometimes we're not hurt. We're hurt and we care. It's about, it's, but it's relationships. We got to give that, uh, th- that person an opportunity to, to discover, man, my bad, man, I was tripping. That's what love is on our part. So we, we, hey, guess what? If you're talking to somebody and you're clouded and you think you're talking to them private, and you're saying something crazy and they're still in a relationship with us, guess what? They done told us what you said. I just want to let you know. <laughs> it, if you're watching out there, it wasn't a secret, we know. We still love you. <laughs> can clear that up. You know, you be sitting around the house, I wonder if they know. Yes, we do. When you come out of your stupor, we can have a conversation and laugh about it. All right? We know. But it's okay. Because eventually you'll, you'll find whatever truth you need to find. We can't take it personal. Then we're not pastors. Okay? Hey, so, hey. It's okay. You can come back to church. It's all right. <laughs> like I'm not gonna. She's not. She. We We've been new. So so you can come <laughs> on back. It's it's all right. Come on. Come on through. And we can grow from there. And and, and so I'm saying that. So you, we all have to operate that way. Mm-hmm. You have to trust that God will vindicate you. Some of us cause more trouble when we're trying to vindicate ourselves. how you run. You. So I'm gonna run to Ms. Lamar, because mm-hmm. uh, this won't happen. Pastor Mel was talking about. Uh, was, was, was talking to me, and then I realized something that she said is going to taint Minister Lamar. So I'm going I'm to get to Minister Lamar so I can make sure he know the truth. You know, I'm going to, hey, Minister Lamar, nah, don't listen to her. She tripped, and then he only not even know what, she, what I'm talking about. And I actually looked more foolish than I did by not saying nothing. But if I let God vindicate me, it would all came out on its own. I'm going to read this scripture. I know you have a thought, right? Don't you? Uh, Right now. <laughs> Do you want? The, okay, so 1 Corinthians 1, 8, and this is the amplified, classic amplified again, I think most of the scriptures are, but it says, and he will establish you to the end, keep you steadfast, give you strength, look, and guarantee your vindication. He will be your warrant against all accusation or indictment so that you will be guiltless and irreproachable in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. So it says, he's your guarantee, he's your warrant, he's your protection against any accusation. He's your vindication, right? So you can relax. Guess what? I just said people saying stuff about us, they talking about you
1: too.
0: <laughs> just news flash. why you's like, man, oh, pastors. It's a shame you got to deal with that. Guess what? They talking about you. Some, some people talk about you because they don't know you. Some people talking about you because, you, you know, you're, you're outside, you're, you're a stone outside, and they can't figure you out because they haven't had fellowship with you. Some people talking about you because they really want to have a better relationship. Some people are misunderstanding you. But the bottom line is God's going to cover you. He's going to protect you. He's your vindicator. Right? He's a better vindicator than you, just for the record. Some people don't care if you, if you cuss them out told them. They was like, good. I, got, I, I distracted them. They, they were engaged with me when they should have just kept their flow. Right? So, so, so again, as you're going through this, because the scripture says, okay, so you know how some of the scripture, but the Bible says, love your enemies. So, that, so, so you stay in certain fellowships longer because, you know, the Bible says, love your enemies. It says, love your enemies, but he warns against fellowship with them. So you can love somebody without fellowship. Did you know that? Was that like an amen back there? Somebody, somebody did like this. You know, I don't know. what that, <laughs> Right? And so, so the scripture says in 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 17, it tells us not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And of course, that's yoked up. If I can get your arm, that's yoked up. So whatever, if, if we're walking down this st- on the stage or we're trying to come up the stage and, and, and something's weighing her down, it's going to affect me climbing too because I'm yoked up with her. So whatever weight burden, if she's pulled in another direction, it's going to pull on me to be out of place also. So, so be careful who you yoke up with. If somebody doesn't believe like you under pressure, you might be believing, but they don't believe but their unbelief is going to bleed into you. Right. Some people are struggling in their finances, we don't talk about a lot because they don't tithe because they don't believe in tithing. They're not evil, they've never believed in tithing, they never trust God with their resources. And then they think they're trusting a man with their resources. But, 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 y'all yeah, don't know what the money, what anybody doing with the money now? Keeping it real, you're trusting God. Keeping it real, I don't know what they're doing with the money, to be honest. Somebody could count the money and 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 this is not happening. But but you know what I'm saying? So you know what I'm saying? Somebody can miscount. You know, drop the $100 bill on the floor, you know. The thing is it's all trust in God. It's all trust in God. So some people are struggling because they're they're yoked up with somebody that don't believe. And so Even though we get to levels of success, some of us should, like instead of us investing in IPOs and stocks, somebody should be invested in your IPO. But you're so busy, sweet, because nobody around you is investing, you think you've arrived. When if you was in covenant with God, somebody would be invested in your IPO. You see what I'm saying? We we, we don't understand that. But let's say, now this is not the case with us, but let's say, I trust God. With my finances, I'm yoked up with Pastor Ma. She's not. I'm only going to go but so far because we're not in agreement, so the adversary can get between us, and so she's weighing down the finances. You know, because you have situations. Let's say I, I'm the CFO, I do the finances. But let's say I wasn't tied and she's not even paying attention to the finances, which she does. But let's say she wasn't paying attention to the finances. She's thinking we're, in, we're we're protected. Our devourer. Is protected. So, the scripture says, rebuke the devourer for your sake. So, what that means is you things start happening around you because you're not under protection. That's not a put down, but you may think you're under protection, right? But you're not paying attention. But when it comes to tithe, when she had the finances, I'm not guessing if we're tithing. I, I need to know that. You see what I'm saying? Like, like babe, did we do. <laughs> This is the conversation we had. Did we, did we tithe? Did we do this? If we get resources, if we get gifts, we have that conversation. Hey, what was your tithe? It's not like, you. Can, hey, that's on you, G. Nah, we're going to tithe, right? I said that to say, if you yoked up with the wrong per- unbeliever, you're going to, the adversary has access to your life. So that means the devourer has access to your life. And, and, I, and the one thing I notice, people blow off devour easy. They pretend. Well, oh, things happen. Oh, yes, they do. That's the conversation for a person in covenant. A person not in covenant is opening themselves up for things to happen. They're, your flow is different. Your anointing is different. I'm not, I'm not preaching the same if we're not in covenant and we're not tied to Cause that God ain't pointing out that blessing I don't have room enough to receive. If He's pointing it out, it's leaking out. Cause we're not in agreement with tithing. We good? Mm-hmm. I know we're not. This is not about tithing, but I just wanted to give you an example of being yoked up with the with the wrong situations, not being in agreement. Right. Well, it's
1: about commitment, you know, being committed. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's with your money or your friends or your being church. all in, just like, being all in, which
0: is what we've been yeah. talking about in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um. This thing about like, just making sure we, we speak the right thing in relationships, operating in the right relationships, um, it's, it's not opening doors, the wrong doors. So it's not walking, standing, or sitting around unbelief because it's going to bleed into you. And unbelief is not always somebody talking some devil worship and stuff. It's just people don't believe, so they're going to talk to you in their convincing, compromised language. Hey, man, if that's the way you feel, we don't live life based on the way we feel. We do what's best. Do you understand that? It's about doing what's best, not based on what we feel. And somebody, she, she told me the other day, I was like, she says, well, baby, I got to get this done, I got to get that done. Man, I'm tired. I said, well, I'll be tired. You know, you've been, you've been grinding, get some rest. She said, see, you ain't helping. Because, you know, when you tell me that, I'm going to, like, feel like I just need to go ahead and chill. But I really need to get this done. Right? So that's simple. But people do that in our lives. They excuse our compromise. You know, you hear the scripture a lot, even communications corrupt good manners. It affects our relationships. If I'm around the wrong, I'm a husband, I'm a husband. I'm a pastor. I have a relationship with God. If I'm around the wrong people, I affect my relationship with God. If I'm around the wrong people, I affect my relationship with her. Now, some of what the fellows are saying that are not all in in covenants is bleeding into my thinking. It's it's a part of my processor. I might not be like, man, I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling that, I'm not, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling that, I'm not feeling that. Well, you know, it's not that bad. Because it'll wear you down after a while, right? So I have to watch what I'm, I have to watch what I'm exposed to and you guys, do you know I can't be around the right stuff because y'all expecting me to the wrong to stuff. the wrong stuff? Y'all expecting me—I'm uh, using me—but we can't be around the wrong stuff. Y'all expecting us to come with it, right? I mean, when I say come with it, you know, yeah, I mean not just be making up stuff and <laughs> you know uh, soapbox opinions. You wanna hear what thus saith the Lord, and you want us to pick up what's going on, not just what we're communicating, but what's going on while you're sitting in that, that, that seat. And even though we have a, a, a script to adjust to, to make sure we meet that need by letting the Holy Spirit pour into uh, uh, what you're thirsting for at that time. We can't do that if we're just around everybody. And sometimes we don't want to change the atmosphere because we don't want to mess up the peaceful moment. It's a comfortable moment. We all chill laughing and joking, and somebody pulls out uh, something to drink. Well, we don't want to mess that moment up because we was all having fun, and you don't want to be the person to go, man, come on, man, we can't do this in here, right? But you, that was just love. That was love. We don't want to do that. And then so we don't love them. We're confident in what can be, who am I to judge? You're not judging a person just because you say, hey, man, you might want to think this through. Some people are going through stuff right now when you were there the whole time and you could have prevented it. You, you condoned a behavior that, that you disciplined yourself, but they didn't have the discipline. So you're looking at them like they should have been disciplined like me. You should have shared your discipline. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? You have a thought there, Brad? All right, so we can't help their situation at the expense of their lives. That's the key. We can't help their situation at the expense of their life. It's not just about kindness, but kindness is included. You know, when you're loving, it's not just kindness. I get kindness. Be kind. Please be kind. But don't limit it to that. Sometimes people need to be rebuked, corrected, corrected. Uh, See, chastise. See, see. the scripture talks about in Hebrews 12, it talks about God ch- ch- chastens who he loves. You know, that's the greatest form of, of love chastening someone because it's about them, even though it's going to hurt them and they're going to be tempted to not want to be bothered with me. And so, so, so the, 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 the uh, how can I say, the, the comfortable moment that you don't want to interrupt is about you. It's not about them. They're going to like me at the expense of them staying locked up in that prison. So, 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 so some keys here, love challenges our weaknesses and strengthens our strengths. Love challenges our weaknesses and strengthens our strengths. Selfishness, when I'm thinking about me, it comforts our weaknesses and weakens our strength. So some of us are, are you have, okay, let me just say it this way. Let's, let me ask this question. Are we their weakness or their strength? Now, let's think about all our relationships, our husbands, our wives, our kids, our friends. Are we their weakness or their strength? Because then we can determine if we really love them. Because they should be evolving and getting closer to God. Are they still in the same place? But they're your friend. Are they still in the same place? Right? So some of us have lived in our convenience so long, we've lost sight of how to do what's best for the people we love. You want me to share this? Yes, here we are. All right, so, so, so I, I want us to think through this because some of us are in some tough situations, right? Uh, we're in tough parenting situations. Our kids are acting different. Okay, they're bothering us now because they're not acting different, right? It's bothering us now, right? Uh, some of our relationships, our spouses are acting different. They're not acting different. It's bothering us now, right? Some of us are in uh, business relationships. We think they're acting different, they're not acting different, it's bothering us now. Some of us are, have trained the person to be that way because our whole life has been about comfort. So, so give you a couple of scenarios, I know Pastor Mel has some thoughts, but a couple of scenarios. You get into a relationship, uh, your last few relationships, people, uh, betrayed you, okay? So you took it as it was something wrong with you. You didn't understand that, they just couldn't love you, right? So you go into the next relationship and you overcompensate, right? Because you don't wanna lose this one too, right? And so on the front end, what do you do? I'm gonna do whatever they want because I don't wanna lose them, right? But you're limited. After a while, you can't take it. And so now you're snapping on them because are you going to do something around here? Well, you trained them not to do nothing, because you were comforting them. You weren't doing what was best for them. You were convincing them. Your child, you got you got be senseless growing up, right? right? So you said, whatever I do, I'm never going to hit my baby. Does that mean your baby don't need a spanking? No, that, you're not even thinking about them. You're thinking about you. Yeah, right. So there's times when correction was needed. The Bible says, be the child that shall not die. Man, I don't know if I can say this. Well, i say it. I won't say no names. There was a person that their child opened a car on a highway. And so we're driving. Person, the, car, the, the child opens the door, car door. Why are we driving? So, so the parent says, don't do that no more. I said, no, 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 no you need to attach some pain to that. I said, because if, if but, I, but I wasn't dogging the person out, I was saying, I said, I don't think you I, I worked in behavior management, it's what I, you know, it's a part of my life. I said, do you understand like, if, if they see opening the car door like spilling the cookies or spilling the milk, they're not gonna know it's a difference. If they see what going to that light socket is just like, hey, hey, stay away from that pillow. No, they, if you attach pain going to the light socket, you're like, okay, I know something. I'm not supposed to be going to that light socket. You know, there's something. You understand what I'm saying? We're doing this in relationships where we're, who said it? Somebody said my spoiler the other day. We was in the meet. Oh. We're, 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 we're doing things that we can't. Oh, Trina said, Trina said, don't start it if you can't finish it, right? Something like that. Was that close? Don't start if you can't finish it. But what she was saying is, you, 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 you created a behavior on the front end, but you didn't consider the whole, that I'm not gonna be able to do this. I'm doing this on the front end, but down the road I'm not gonna be able to do this, and then you change the person changes up, and it's like you're breaking brand new, but what they did was the real person came out. They was just doing it to get you. You know how you meet the, the guy, and you're like, are you cook and clean, But you really don't like cooking and cleaning, but you're just trying to present a, you know, a good package And then now you stop cooking, the dude's like, you ain't cooking? Right? So What I'm saying is, step back. You can't go back and change, but you can embrace the reality. I was just being doing what was comfortable because of whether either my insecurity, playing off of my last situation. So we have to regroup and find out what's best for us. We gotta start doing what's best. and if I made it too comfortable for you, it's going to be a little uncomfortable going forward because this is not going to sustain our relationship. You understand? So, so, so I'm doing this, but I'm, I'm white-knuckling it. So, so, so it's building up into me to a point where I'm going to have resentment now, and I'm going to start snapping on you. But you're going to call me a witch, or you're going to call me an ogre, but what it is, is me just letting it go, letting it go, letting it go, and you taking advantage of it has created resentment in me, and now it's coming out without me without me trying. Doing what's best means for happy harmony later. Did you want to share something in that, for that? Uh, no, you
1: just covered it all, really. I mean, I was thinking through, you know a lot of people sweep things under the carpet because uh, they don't want to deal with it. And those things that you swept under the carpet or things that you fouled away, I always say in the foul jar, you know, uh, like like subconsciously we don't even know that when things happen, we either we're dealing with it in the moment or we foul it away. And we foul it oftentimes in our subconscious mind. And so things, um, uh, start to build, that foul cabinet becomes, you know, full and messy, <laughs> and then you have the explosion. So, you know, just that resentment and all of that. So mm-hmm. it's just best to go ahead and deal with stuff, you know, on the front end, because you'll find that when you do it on the front end, it's actually easier than on the back end. You know, uh, on, and, and I think that that's what it is. I think we, we're afraid to deal with tough issues, because, in our mind, we've already told ourselves this is not going to go well. You know, that, that happens a lot. People are in their head, and it's, 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 not, it's not as big as it seems. So we just have to trust God, and we have to be authentic.
0: Have them tough conversations.
1: And have those tough conversations, and it's tough. It is tough. I told you all what I do. I preference the, the, the conversation, and I let the person know, hey, this is tough for me to have to share. Um, and, and in that humility, they see, okay, you know, this person ain't trying to be mean. Uh, so being authentic, um, really having real relationship, like real, like a real relationship where you trust people, you know, you trust the person you're with, you know, uh, you trust that they're going to, uh, have your best interests at heart. They're not going to cut you just because they, you know, don't, 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 uh, care for you. So I think... That's big, y'all. I mean, because we've been sweeping stuff under the carpet and then before you know it, five years, ten years down the road, what we do, we explode.
0: Yeah, y'all good. Y'all good, come on.
1: We explode. And it's not fair to the person that you explode on. Uh, it's just not fair.
0: And, and so, it, uh, uh, we're going to do an exchange here with these couples real quick. So it's a little, little different for relationship boot camp. <laughs> but, but I do want to say this, like, This is why you find people, uh, this is what fosters entitlement. Whether spouses, friends, disciples in churches, children, uh, you find a bunch of people looking for their bottle, the entitlement bottle. And, 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 And I'm not putting nobody down, I'm saying some of it is yes, they're entitled, but some of it is we've trained them to be entitled. And now we can't deal with the entitlement on the back end. You know, entitlement is the belief that we inherently deserve privilege or special treatment, right? We, we inherently deserve privilege or special treatment, so we feel entitled. Like, people take me and Pastor Mel for granted all the time. They feel entitled. Well, how come you didn't call me? We deal with so many people, they're dealing with themselves, but they'll be like, how come you didn't call me? And in some cases, it's their fault. Some cases, it's our fault because we're always we're probably more hands-on than most pastors, so people kind of take it for granted. You know what I'm saying? But that's how people roll. They just kind of blow you off, or you know, I, I don't snap when, pe- when, when, when people do, don't do things. I address it, but I don't snap, so some people just like, ah, oh, he'll be all right. They take it for granted, but I guarantee you, if, 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 if I was irritable or nasty, and it's, it's, it's unfortunate, the nasty person gets people on time, People are there all the time because they don't want to deal with the person. The person that's patient gets taken advantage of. Ah, he'd be all right, you know. You don't do that with your boss though, do you? Because he always going off. And so, 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 so I wanted to share that, it, This to keep us from entitlement, and this will help us to avoid narcissism. You know, this whole process we're talking about doing what's best will help us avoid nar- narcissism. And they have a printout online um, for the sake of time. you want me to hit this, babe, or, or do them first? Let's
1: do them.
0: Do, do them first? Uh, well,
1: let's talk about
0: the narcissist. All right. So, so let, let, let me just give you some of the attributes of narcissism, and you, you may find yourself here. Um, and if you find yourself here, you know, just set a target. Ask God to help you get from there. Generally, they are unhappy and disappointed when they are not given special favors or admiration they believe they deserve, right? They may find their relationship unfulfilling and others may not, uh, may not enjoy being around them. They have an exaggerated sense of self-importance. They have a sense of entitlement and require constant excessive admiration. Mm. They expect to be recognized as superior even without achievements that warrant it. (laughs) Look, they exaggerate achievements and talents.
1: Oh, I like this one. They're preoccupied with fantasies about success, power, brilliance, beauty, or the perfect mate.
0: They believe they are superior and can only associate with equally, equally special people. That's why they isolate and they can't be around. They, they're above being around other people. You know, young people do that too. Like they'll be like, "Oh no, 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 those are kids," or "They're not cool enough." Right? right. So uh, they monopolize conversations and belittle or look down on people they perceive as inferior.
1: They expect. Favors, and special, un- favor. special favor, I'm sorry, uh, and unquestioning uh, compliance with their expectations.
0: <laughs> hmm. They take advantage of others to get what they want. Hmm. <laughs> Let me do this one too. Mm-hmm. They're envious of others and believe others envy them. Because those are the lenses that they're looking through.
1: They behave in arrogant or haughty manner, coming across as conceited, boastful, and
0: contentious. Pretentious. Pretentious. Mm-hmm. They, insist, they insist on having the best of everything. For instance, the best car, the best office—like they have to have the best because they feel less than if they're not the one with the best. So, they can have something nice, they'll go get something new just because somebody else got something.
1: <laughs> they have trouble handling anything they perceive as criticism.
0: They become impatient or angry when they don't receive special treatment. They have significant interpersonal problems, easily feel slighted. Don't take much for them to feel slighted.
1: They react with rage or contempt and try Contempted. to contempt, I'm sorry, and, and try to belittle the other person to make themselves appear
0: superior. That's good. They have difficulty regulating emotions and behavior.
1: They experience major problems dealing with stress and adapting to change.
0: They feel depressed and moody because they fall short of perfection.
1: They have secret feelings of insecurity, shame, vulnerability, and humiliation.
0: I'm going to repeat that one. They have secret, secret feelings of insecurity, shame, vulnerability, and humiliation. Mm.
1: They have an ability, inability, or an unwillingness to recognize the needs and feelings of others. That's a big one.
0: Yep. I just wanted to, you know, go through that. It's online. You can read through it. And then you read through it and not to, again, if, if you feel bad or condemned when you read it, then you might be the narcissist. The nar- <laughs> narcissistic. Na- narcissistic person we're talking about, right? You're reading it to discover, man, I didn't realize that. Lord, help me with that. You're offering it to God, okay? Everything you, you find out, you're offering to God.